Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the KT Temple Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, KT Temple, and I'm with my co-host here, Kent Temple. The OG KT. OG KT. Well, yeah. Give yourself a title. We'll put it on your business card. So, guys, this uh, morning we are going to talk about – it's Thanksgiving morning here – and we're just going to talk about what we're grateful for um, uh, around the real estate industry specifically. So we put a list together and we were just talking about, um, you know, what, what's going on? Like what has gotten us excited about real estate? What's gone on this year? And what's, what are we going to get into next year? And, and, you know, really what excites us about being in this industry? Yeah, it's um, and it's Katie. I want to point out that it is actually Thanksgiving morning. You know, it's not like we we prep this. So this is going to be uh, as as real as we can be about what we're thankful for in this moment. Yep, awesome. So we put a list together. So we're just going to start from number one. You going to go first? You go first. Cool. Um, sure, it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, number one, um, I just put getting to work on a team. Um, I was trying to decide when I was getting back into production if I was going to go on, you know, go and do my own thing or if I was going to come back and join the Temple team. And I ultimately chose the Temple team. And and I'm so glad I did. Just all the little things that I don't know how brand new agents do. Getting your signs together. You know, from week one, I was able to have an open house, a listing for an open house ready for me to get started with. There's lead sort. There's so many different things that a team provides you that a lot of agents don't have access to, and it, it's they don't know that they need certain things. Yeah, KT. You know, when when I first got into business uh, in 2005, for example, the North Carolina offer to purchase was five pages, and now it's 17 pages, and now we have trade. There's just all these things that make the transaction harder. And I just think going forward. For you to have the best chance of being successful in real estate, you either are going to join a team or you're going to be in some kind of great coaching program. For a solo agent to go out and do it on their own, it's going to be difficult in the future. And not that it hasn't been in the past. I think it'll be more difficult in the future. Yeah. So I I think a lot of people are going to be joining teams. I think it's going to be a – I know it's a common thing now. I think people are going to be merging. I, I'm seeing big teams Merge into bigger teams, which well, is which is interesting. Well, what you've seen in 2021 in the United States, we sold 6.1 million houses. This year, it looks like we're going to sell 4.9 million. So this is that huge discrepancy. Right now, the projected next year, somewhere between 3.9 and 4.3 million right now is projection. So when you look at that, for people, people to survive might have to join a team. Or you're going to see, you definitely going to see people getting out of the business. And that will kind of be your choice. Do I get out or do I do I join something that will help me survive through what's going to be a little bit of a downturn, even though I think we'll come back in 24. So what's your number one? So yeah, I'm going to start with, uh, it's going to be weird, I'm going to start with our mortgage industry. Okay. And I know, you know, we, people complain about it and that all you have to do and all you have to go through to, to get a mortgage. And people still talk about, you know, the mortgage industry. Oh, they were the big calls in, in the 2008 downturn that we had, which they had some liability in that. Sure, they did. But, you know, KT, as, as I study things around the world, because we are a world economy, I really like the way we do mortgages here. I like the fact that we have the 30-year option. And I like the fact that that the vast majority of us typically will go 
with a fixed rate mortgage. It's really cool. Real quick, I've never thought about it that way. Is is the 30-year option an American thing? Is that something that goes on in other countries? It, it is. Okay. It is. Uh, but I'm going to give you an example. Here's why I'm thankful for the way we do things. I'm going to talk about the UK. So in the UK, their typical is a 25-year. Now, they do have 15, 30, and even 35. There are other options. But for them, they talk about 25, which is fine. 25, 30, that's no big deal. But when they talk about a fixed rate mortgage in the UK, it's a fixed rate for two to five years. Uh And then after the period that you negotiated between two and five years, then it resets to whatever the current interest rate is. When they talk about a variable rate mortgage over there, it's variable from day one. But their fixed rate is two to five years, and then you then you get this new rate, which causes them a lot of times to have to you know refinance so it's like, a, like a forced refinance almost. It is, well, and you, you look at this, so they kind of mirrored us like the world has, and they've had really low interest rates through the beginning of this year, and then the beginning of this year, their interest rates have shot up too. Okay. And I've read about people that their loan has reset this year, there's a lot of people that their payment doubled because of the difference in interest rate. And they're even talking about some people that got in, I saw their low was something crazy, like 1.68, I think. And now it's up wherever it is over there and almost tripled their home payment and can't afford their house. Now we'll say this, the UK does have a higher home ownership rate than we do, which is interesting. But yeah, I'm just thankful that that we have the option that we have uh, to do it like that. Awesome. So uh, number two for me, I've got a shift in tech. So this is where I get to nerd out. Uh, Wake me up. (laughs) So uh, the the fun shift for me has been seeing people like Google, people like Facebook um, that are uh, shifting to a more local environment. So what I mean by that is a good example. If you haven't done this on Google and you should be doing these kind of things with your technology, go on Google and search agents, real estate agents near me and see what pops up. You'll notice right now, Google has a new thing called local service ads where they are now giving small businesses, you know, any agent, any team is probably considered a small business. Unless you're the actual brokerage itself, like Keller Williams, Century 21, unless you're that, you're pretty much the small business. So you can now, for 60 bucks a month, get the number one prime real estate on the Google page. And it, it's awesome to see. But in the, for, for the past 10 years, who was getting the prime real estate on Google? I give up. Zillow, Realtor.com. They just have more money than you. You cannot compete with their ad budget. And now as a small business owner, you can Facebook has kind of stepped back. They had their big privacy issues that they had with uh, Apple. And now Facebook is really focusing on the ad lead. So just where you get to run ads and you get leads. Not a lot of businesses run like that. If you thought about a, a bakery, when they run ads, they don't want leads. You know, they don't. a bakery doesn't have someone to run uh, to work those leads for you. But we as real estate agents do. So we're actually, we really benefited from Facebook having to change up that model because all we want is leads. We don't want people to, you know, it's great if people follow us, but it's better if we got their information so we can contact them ourselves. So it's really exciting to see. It's going to give agents a lot more leverage than having to buy stuff from Zillow 
or realtor.com. You guys are going to be more and more in control of your leads if you haven't noticed it yet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when we introduce ourselves and, and I call myself the OGKT, uh, you know, if you're an OG like me and you either don't like technology or not good at it or don't understand it, guys, <laughs> in today's world, you either need to do it yourself or you need to leverage yourself and, and have a KT in your world that keeps you on top of that stuff. Because here's the thing, everything that KT is, here's what I know, everything KT is saying right now, he might be thankful for something else in technology one year from now. That's how fast it can change and something could be different. So just just do that. Either stay on top of yourself or, or get that information from someone. Get someone in your life that you can leverage it out to. It's so funny. Someone asked me to find somebody to teach my internet lead generation class. And nobody wants to do it because you have to rewrite it every six months. Yeah. It, it changes yeah. so fast. And if you're not plugged into this, guys, I get it. Find somebody that is. It's really important. Maybe maybe we'll just have like a tech podcast session every six months to do updates. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a tech session just by myself. <laughs> no, I am. It's gonna be on April first. Yeah, to that one. That's gonna be a great one. All right, uh, KT. I am thankful for NAR, the National Association of Realtors, and here's why I'm thankful for them today. Is is they're fighting for us? And there's a couple different lawsuits. I'm gonna talk about one of the lawsuits today. One of them, it's called the Buyer Broker Commission Rule. Um, it's where they, it's where the rule says that when we offer a commission, that it's the same commission we offer to all agents that would bring us an offer. So we're being sued, and they're saying, "Well, that's anti-competitive." And you're by, by forcing you to pay the same amount to everybody. That means that the prices are inflated. Um, just as it makes it anti-competitive. And what they're saying is, is um, for example. You know, I've been in business for 17 and a half years. And let's just say that you're day one in real estate. And what they're saying is, well, it's not fair for you to get the same commission because you don't have the experience that I have. So that's the argument. I understand where they're coming from. Here's the thing, though. If they win this lawsuit and we no longer are allowed to offer the buyer agent commission to everybody and all of a sudden um, buyer's agents are going to have to negotiate their own commission, here's what's going to happen. It is going to, it's actually going to hurt the buyer consumer because a lot of them will decide they can't afford representation. So now they're going to go try to represent themselves. Well, that's not going to work well because on one side, you're going to have an expert. You're going to have more, there'll be more sales done in some sort of dual agency where one agent is representing both sides. Now, I've never thought that that was a great way to do things. You're, you know, you're creating, I mean, you can't serve two masters kind of deal. And I know there's rules around that. Here's the real place it's going to come in, KT. Well, when when you talk about first-time home buyers, what's their biggest issue with uh, being able to buy their first home? Down payment. <laughs> Down payment, exactly. Well, if they go to this and the buyer's agent has to negotiate their own commission with the buyer, well, all of a sudden the buyer's cost is going to go up. They're going to need even more money. And just like with all rules, this is going to affect people differently. It's going to affect first-time homebuyers who all of a sudden have to have more money to be able to go buy. It's going to affect minority groups. It always does. It, it's just not equal in what it does. And, it's, and we're doing a lot of things to try to create different minority ownerships out there. It just won't affect people equally. And, and I'm just thankful that uh, NAR is going to back for us. And they have said, we will fight this all the way to the Supreme Court. And here's the bad news. Something similar to this uh, happened in Canada. And ultimately, they lost. 
So Canada doesn't work like us apparently right now. Well, in Canada has a a rough real estate market right now, from what I understand. I mean, their their prices have ballooned quicker than. Well, they look very much like us. Their prices have definitely gone up. They're, they're, the way they do mortgage rates is um, not quite the same as ours. But yeah, they have um, they've gone way up. They've had Canada's had a lot of foreign investment too that has really mm-hmm. driven up. And Canada's actually trying to pass some legislation to slow to, it down. To, to slow it down. Slow it down. Yep. So they're having to reverse yep. the same things that we're doing. So yep. yeah, I, I've heard so many different opinions on where that lawsuit's going to go, and I I don't know what to think about it yet. I really don't. There's 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 good and bad things on both sides of it. I think you'll see if, if it gets passed that that buyers agents negotiate their own commissions. I think the number of realtors will go down significantly, significantly um, over over the years directly after that. So, all right, all right, you're up. So, number three for me is um, you know just brokerages. So you you went real big with NAR. I'm going to go just a little bit smaller and and brokerages that that give agents opportunity uh, and give people opportunity. I'm I'm coming up on my 10 year mark uh, with Keller Williams. And I, I've just learned a lot. I, I got out of, I dropped out of college really quick uh, when I found out how quickly you could get your real estate license. And I just went and did that. And I really haven't looked back. Uh, there's, there's so much you learn being a part of a real estate brokerage because you are forced to be everything until you can leverage that out. So you are the marketing person. You are the financial person. You are the uh, you're you're in charge of sales. You're you're in charge of everything, and you've got to know a little bit about everything. I, I feel confident that I can walk into any business now and have a little bit better of an idea of what's going on just based off my time at a real estate brokerage. It's it, it's been an awesome opportunity just to get to learn. Uh, what running a business is like. So yeah, I just pay yeah. for that. And when, and when you pick your brokerage and, and so first off, you can start out with the big national brands and you know, really all of them KT have great training and education. But if, if you're starting new, if, if you're new to real estate, I would look at that. I'd look at the training and education of, the, of, of what that's going to offer. But I don't want to take away from your small local brokerages because a lot of them will have maybe the hands-on that you need in, in a smaller setting. So I, I think there's room in our industry for brokerages of all sizes. Well, it's specifically around those smaller brokerages, if you are not with a big one, you know, at Keller Williams, you walk in day one, they give you a website. You're in a small one. I hope you know how to build a website or you know how to pay someone to build a website. So you even, you have to be, be more dynamic if you're at a smaller level like that. And, and yeah, I mean, props to those guys who just go in there and do all that stuff themselves without that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go sad for a second, but I I want to be very thankful for mentors that I've had in this business. And I'm going to talk about a couple specifically um, because I've lost a couple in the past few years. And uh, the first one I'm thankful for is a guy named Mike Tavner. And uh, Mike Tavner was a visionary. Mike Tavner is the one that taught me, that I don't think big enough. If I, whenever I think about Tavner, that's what I think about. He would always tell me, you're not thinking big enough. You're not thinking big enough. And, uh, and he was so right. And, and we, cause KT, when we think big, we think big short term, but we always underestimate what we can do long term. And that's what he meant. He said, can I see your goals? And, 
yeah, you've got this plan to crush it this year. He said, well, it's your long-term goal. It's not that much bigger than your short-term goal. And so he just, he really pushed me to think bigger. And then, you know, and Mike Tabner, we lost him about three and a half years ago. Um, Mike Tabner took a special interest uh, in a couple named Bobby and Janet Falk. And Bobby and Janet Falk took a special interest uh, in me and your mother. And through that, Janet Falk became a mentor. And then, as you know, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we lost Janet. And I'm so appreciative to Janet. Janet just saw things in me that I didn't see. And she always pushed me. You know, one, of the, one of the funniest things that um, she ever said, she was, there was an opportunity open. And, and she was actually taking me through the process to see if I was a match for the opportunity. And as we, as we went through that, that process, one of the questions she asked me is, she said, Kent, where do you see yourself in five years? And I said, I don't know, Janet. Where do you see me in five years? And she goes, well, that's not an answer. And I said, well, Janet, it has to be an answer because I didn't see myself sitting here with you five years ago. And so I'm just so grateful for her that, that she looked inside uh, the much younger Kent Temple and said, you can do things and created a lot of opportunities. And I have to say, without Janet Falk, I would not be sitting here on a podcast with you today. I have to say, you probably wouldn't be sitting here on a podcast. Well, it's it, those two people, I didn't get to spend as much time with Tab. I, it, right before Tab died, I was lucky enough to get to hang out with him a bunch because of Janet. And and that's that's when I got to meet him and talk to him. We, it was great to learn. There's, there's certain people that have so much of an influence on your life before you're ever involved with them. And Tab's one of those people that really affected my life before I ever got to hang out. So it was fun to like meet him. I was like, I know everything about you. Uh, and you've done a lot that's affected me completely. Janet, I, I always like to tell the story about Janet's uh, recruiting strategy for me because Janet was one of my first mentors and I was going to get out of real estate. Like I had pretty much you know, failed uh, when I was in production for the first time. I, I ran out of money. I was, I, was, I was going to leave. And she called me up and she said, come to Florida. I want you to come work with me. And so I flew out to Florida and she basically threw me in the pool and threw me a beer. And that's where I sat for a, a week. And after that, she goes, do you want to come work for me? I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And, and she had me down in Florida and I was working for her. She was awesome. There you go. If you um, want to recruit talent, a pool is, and, a, and a beer apparently is, is what it takes. And then, Especially so, if they're 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was, in, I was in leadership for a long time after that, you know, about five or six years just because of that one phone call from Janet. Yep. So, all right, your last one. So, yeah. So my last one is uh, uh, getting to be the ad advocate for your city. Uh, getting to, as real estate agents, we have a really cool opportunity to fall in love with our city and get other people to fall in love with our city. And you don't know when you're working for the brokerage, my whole job was to get people to fall in love with the brokerage, which is fun. It's not as fun as getting people to, like, not as much fun as getting people to fall in love with the city. So I've been getting to go back and look at, you know, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina and going to look at Charlotte and go, how do I sell this to somebody? What excites me about this? And it's, it's, it's a huge change of mindset that I think a lot of people probably take for granted. Yeah. Um, Katie, we talk about, we have a world economy and we do. I mean, right now, some of the things that, that are affecting us 
are uh, the war in Ukraine. Uh, the Chinese economy is suffering, and that is affecting us in our housing market. But at the end of the day, real estate's still local, and it's it's no one it's no one your market in your area. When when I travel across the country and, and go to different places, and I'm talking to them, I never walk in there as the expert in their market. They have to tell me about their market because I don't I don't know it. I know my market. They have to tell me about theirs because yeah. you need you need to be the local economist. Of choice. We talk about you know branding and things like that. And I always tell people who are working on their internet presence, you are the international real estate agent, but that's just for branding. In reality, you are the local real estate expert, international real estate agent, local real estate expert. It, it just helps, you know, it will help the people trust you more when they say, when they see that you are, you love the thing that you are selling. Yeah, you need to be be a student of the market and a student of your area. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this one up. I just want to be thankful for everybody that's listening to us right now. Um, you know, without you guys, we would quit doing this. And so, for all 17 people that uh, that listen, you got more than that, man. I, I know we do. I know we do. But we're doing. It. And here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna continue to bring you value every week so that you continue to listen to us. We want to be the voice of real estate for all the people that, that trust in us to look for those things. So that's going to be what we're going to keep doing. And uh, next year we'll come back on this day and we'll do a, a new, uh, what we're thankful for and let's see how it's changed, but let's also see how many people out there are listening to us and, and uh, helping us, you know, build this because, uh, you know, KT tell them where they can also follow us so that we can, they can give us ideas of what to do. Yeah, guys, this podcast is on Google. It's on Spotify. Uh, iTunes, pretty much anywhere where you can get podcasts. Please subscribe, turn on notifications. We also have our Facebook page. If you look up the KT Temple Real Estate Podcast and follow us there, get updates. Um, any review, any subscription helps a ton. Um, there's two things we're working on right now. One, if you're a top agent in your area, we want to talk to you. We want to find out what's important to you. We want to interview you, spotlight you, and and really see um, what makes your business unique and what you're paying attention to. And two, uh, since I've added pops over here uh, to the channel, we're thinking about uh, renaming the podcast, uh, even though it, I thought it worked great since we got the same name. But we're, we're still thinking about it. So if you have a suggestion, go to our Facebook page. Let us know what uh, suggestion you have um, for it. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Well, I, no, I just want to say that I now have proof that we don't edit these, that we, we shoot it once and we go because I'm pretty sure you just said podcast is this. Podcast is this. So this is proof that, hey, we're, yeah, this is one time. Yeah. We're also filming this in the morning, guys. I haven't even finished my first cup of coffee. We got a bunch of food to eat for Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you next week. See you soon.